Hello again, Pastor Deborah here, and welcome. We are in the Garden of Eden today. Yes, and we're recording and teaching on a new part of the audiobook, The Spiritual Multitude. I wrote this book years ago. It helped me to understand myself, you, and the great I am, the very giver of a wonderful free gift called agape love, the greatest gift that has ever been given. Yeah. And it is bountiful, full of blessings and beauty, honor and glory, peace and mercy, forgiveness. So this part of this book, volume number three, Agape Love, the greatest gift of the spiritual multitudes, is part number 28. Yes, so welcome. As you know, we're recording right out of my living room, physically. But in the realm of the spirit, where are we? That's right, we're in the garden. You've been brought here. Did you know I just had a powerful experience last night? In the realm of the spirit. I was sleeping, resting, keeping an eye out over the garden. When a creature came to me and said there were four beings, four ladies, outside the gate of the garden. And they couldn't come in. The cherubim and the flaming sword would not let them pass. But they wanted to talk to me. So I went out. Now, I am not asleep. My eyes are closed, though, because when you move in the realm of the spirit, sometimes you need your eyes closed. So I looked, and there was four ladies. Yes. They were from a country that they are very powerful in, in politics, in leadership. They have an agenda. They don't know this God that comes. From on high. They don't know his agape love. And they came to me with a request. Almost an order. And they didn't come alone. They came with demonic dogs. Wolves. At the request of their high priest. And their priestess. Of their political party. From their nation. They came and they were ordering me. To stop doing what I was doing. And I said to them. What am I doing? That so offends you. That you would order me. To stop it. I said I was praying. I go. Okay. Well how does that affect you? We can feel it. They said. It's causing problems in us. Around us. In our political party, it's causing us tremendous vexation and torture by the one we serve. So our high priest and high priestess of our party sent us in. And I looked between them, behind them, and there were the wolves waiting for them to separate and pounce on me spiritually. And I said, 
that these prayers will not be stopped. They are prayers of love for you, trying to reach you, trying to touch you. And it must have been working. Whatever this political party was and these four ladies were a part of, ooh, there must be lots of stuff going on. They were ordered. And they came with wolves, devouring wolves, spiritually. Those were demons. So I didn't come alone. That was sort of their power source. They were ordered to come and confront me by their high priestesses and their high priest of their political party. So what did I do? Well, that's a good question. I started praying. I said, Father, you brought them here because you want to touch them. You want them to experience your glory and your peace and your love. So, Father, reach down right now, right here. Just like these lights and rays, they came down and touched these four ladies. Uh, Not quite sure their names, but I knew none of them were believers in God. They didn't want anything to do with him. Mm -hmm. And it came down and pow, they all fell out. Now, this is just their spirit. And the wolves, the demon wolves, they all scattered and left. And you could hear the screaming, the fuming of the high priestess and the high priest. That was somewhere else. And they lay there, out, gold, outside the gate of the garden. So I told the cherubim when they wake up, help them go about wherever they came from. I went back in the garden. God doesn't have to say much to them. He just touches them. He lets his light come down like this. And this is to help you see him. And his rays of glory and love and peace and joy filled with light and love. And this is what came down on them when I prayed. This is what they wanted stopped. Where did they want it stopped? In their political party. In their nation they're from. Because it's doing some work. Mm-hmm. So I prayed. And God came down just like this. So this video from Pixabay Motion Videos is to help us to see the realm of the spirit that we can't normally see. Mm -hmm. And I'm recording through Zoom Pro. I may not be very clear on Zoom Pro because I don't have a green screen behind me. That's right. My living room, my little spot in the living room is not big enough. And I've tried professional ones. They are too big. Tried homemade ones. Too cumbersome. I had one attached to a chair. Not big enough. It's so easy to just sit down now and record. I don't have to put up a big easel. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get back to that and other ones. But this is wonderful. I love it. Now, like I said, there'll be weird things that'll happen around my ear. And you'll see my background coming through. I might reach out my hand and it disappear into the video because there's no green screen. So please forgive me. 
be kind. I'm one person. Did you know by the time you see this, I will be over 70 years old. Mm-hmm. Still working. Still causing trouble out in the darkness. Stirring up things. Now, who were these four ladies that I was telling? I know who they are. I see them on television. Do they have names? Yes. They could sort of collectively call them the squad. I don't know what that means, but I hear about it. They're very powerful in their political party, but not as powerful as the high priestesses and the high priest. The high priest is actually not very powerful. He's more of a follower. He lives in fear of them. But the high priestess is a powerful, powerful person. Mm-hmm. So that was last night when I was trying to go to sleep. God touched four more people. And then I prayed today to touch their whole party. Touch them all. Pour out your love, your power in love on them all. So here in part number 28 of the Spiritual Multitudes, volume three of Agape Love, the greatest gift, we're going to begin another part. But first, Pastor Deborah always prays to welcome our teacher, to get our hearts and our ears ready to receive and perceive and hear and learn and to believe in these words. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us here today in the Garden of Eden and bringing those who you touched last night here today so they could hear in their spirit. Yes, I know they don't quite believe in you fully yet. But last night they began to realize you're real. You had some powers. It's more powerful than them, than their demonic wolves, than their high priestess or their high priest or their political party that they are a part of. You didn't hurt them. You loved their spirits. You touched them. With gentleness. So thank you for bringing them here today. To check you out. To check the garden out. You let them pass. You gave the word to the cherubim. And the flaming sword that they could come. Now they're not believers in you fully yet. But they're beginning to check you out. Because when they went back and this morning. They got in big trouble. By the high priestess who's over them in politics and law and in their government. And they don't understand why, Father, a God like you would love them and be so gentle and so kind to them. But they'll learn. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you that they're here and everybody in the garden welcome them. If you look around and see some strangers or four ladies sort of by themselves together, that's them. Love on them. Blow them kisses. Tell them they're welcomed. Sit next to them. Show your love to them, creatures of the garden. 
people that are here. They need lots of it. They're in that very vulnerable time where they don't quite yet believe and understand, but they're being drawn. Like so many of you were. So, Father, help us all to love them and show them the right path of how to lead a nation, what beliefs they need to have, what beliefs they need to let go of, and how they have turned things that were good to evil and made evil good. And Father, help them to break free of the high priestess and of the political party they serve. Father, do only what you can do through your Holy Spirit. This is your work. Teach us more about agape love, your greatest gift, in this volume, volume three, part number 28. Be with us. Help us. Teach us. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, let's begin. We were working through some scriptures, and we had just finished up in verse in number 27, much about much about God and how he will judge us and looking at our deeds, our thoughts of our spirit to see if they're righteous and they're in the light or not. We're going to now go back to Luke 2, 7 through 20. Luke was one of the early disciples of Christ Jesus, a young man who was born out of strange circumstances. His mother was a virgin. Her name was Mary. An angel of the Lord overshadowed her. We don't know what that means. And she conceived a dirt body inside of her body that was filled with a spirit called man, the forever person. She had no sex with a biological male. This was a unique situation, a spiritual incarnation by God himself. And this young man grew and grew. But we're going to hear a little bit about him to help you understand agape love, the greatest gift. So Luke was one of the first disciples, and he wrote about this to help us. So Luke 2, 7 through 20. We're going to pick up in verse 15. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them, the shepherds, in the fields with their flocks on watch into heaven. Angels came down to these shepherds and said, Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth towards all men. And they instructed these shepherds to go verify this and go look for this baby. And he would be wrapped in swaddling clothes out in the sheep fields. And these shepherds said one to another, let us now go even into Bethlehem. Bethlehem meant the city of bread. And see this thing which has come to pass, the birth of this child, the son of a virgin, the son of peace, towards the world 
of mankind, of humanity, which the Lord had made and has now revealed to us. Can you imagine being out in the field? And voices, angels, like came out and sang, peace on earth, goodwill towards all. Can you imagine, Sarah? That was like what those four ladies experienced. (laughs) The power of God came out of heaven and spoke and touched them. Verse 16. And they came with haste and found Mary and her husband, Joseph, and the baby lying in a manger. This baby was one that the angels we're talking about this baby was the one that had been prophesied back in Genesis that a seed of the woman would come and stomp the head of the serpent of Satan himself. The prophetic words had been fulfilled. God himself came down inside of this baby. God became one of us to help us. We were in a mess. And we couldn't do it ourselves. He came to help us. Verse number 17. And when they had seen it, the baby in the manger, they made known and revealed this all abroad, wherever they went, to all saying, which was told of them by the angels concerning this child. The prophecies were there. The Messiah is coming. The one that will save his people. You have it in other religions. One on a white horse is going to come. Restore all things. The Messiah, the anointed Christ and king from out of another kingdom would come. The Israelites had heard about this. They thought it was King David when he came. Satan thought it was every prophet or every king that ever showed up. And he would kill them. But they didn't fulfill the prophecy. So these shepherds, can you imagine what that must have been like? You just driving your car now, sleeping at home at work, and an angel shows up and says, glory to God, that which you have been waiting for. That which will bring peace between you, the great I am, the creator of the universe, of all creation, has come into your life. That's what happened to those four ladies last night called the squad. They had a spiritual encounter with this God, this child who grew to be a man and sent out his love and his word and his presence, a copy love and touched them. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine what that would be like? Verse 18. And they all that heard it, like those four ladies, they wondered at these things which were told of them by the shepherds. I am a shepherd. I watch over little ones. I was just given a whole nation by the president to be the shepherd over their spirits, to guard them and protect them. Have you ever been given that? But those people are not mine. 
The nation is not mine. I'm to guard and protect them, no matter what happens, no matter what goes on. I'm there for the spirit. So these four ladies, hi, women, hello, ladies, they heard and they wondered. When you get up out of the presence of God, you feel like you've been drinking, you're on drugs, you're so peaceful, you can barely walk. And then you know something is different. Something is different about you. And you look at your friends, they look different. You see light where there was only darkness. And those people that are over you, your high priestess, the demon wolves and the high priest, they react strongly and angrily towards you. Because they know something's different. You have been touched by the God that they hate. And that they're trying to defeat and get rid of in government. Verse 19. But Mary kept all these things, these prophecies about this child. And pondered them, wondered at them in her heart. She didn't talk about it. But the angel told her she would give birth to the Messiah. And they were to name him Jesus, one who would save his people. Mary had been a faithful believer. She knew a king and a Messiah was coming. But who would ever think you would be the one that would come through? God had to get on earth with a dirt body. Now, he didn't use Mary's sperm. He didn't use Mary's egg. It was polluted already, perverse and filled with iniquity. God himself provided both the sperm, that's him, and the egg, his agape love. And he conceived them outside of Mary and sort of implanted them in her. She was a surrogate to bring this child into this earthly world to get himself who was inside in spirit form onto the earth legally. The rule was that every spirit had to be connected with a dirt body on earth to be legal. So Satan doesn't have that. Uh -uh. They have to go through humanity to have some kind of false legality to work through. They'll get inside of your spirit, inside of your body, and claim it's theirs. And you can't do anything because they're more powerful than you until this God of life itself comes to your aid. Verse 20, and the shepherds returned to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. When that angel came down and said, glory to God in the highest and good will and peace on earth towards men. The solution to humanity's spiritual and eternal problems was now here. They saw it. 
they believed, and they went back to their flocks, singing and praising and talking. Probably didn't sleep much that night. Believing that the prophecy had come true. Now let's go back to Isaiah 55, 11 through 13. We're going to pick up in verse number 13. The spiritual mountains, Isaiah, an Old Testament prophet says, and the spiritual hills, the spiritual places, the symbols of kingship and rulership, of honor and majesty and dignity and worth and authority and dominion and power shall spiritually break forth before you, O dark world of humanity and Satan, into singing and all the spiritual trees, the woods, the gardens, the lands, the territories, of the spiritual fields shall clap and dance their spiritual hands. Even nature was so happy to see him back. Because they were to be under it, both in the spirit realm and in the natural realm. The mountains, the hills, the water, the sun, everything was happy. They had been created for his children, us. Humanity was to be his child, filled in the spirit with the kingdom of heaven, government, ruled through the Holy Spirit on earth. We were to rule the trees, the mountains, the water, the grasses, the resources, Keep everything in order and not allow chaos and evilness and wickedness to rule as it is now. We were to always be giving birth to new life, both spiritually and physically. We were not to be killing each other or killing the animals and clubbing them. We were not to be doing that. The earth would have helped us, would have gladly given their life for us. So we were being told of the wonders of the earth and nature. And when this Messiah, this Christ came back, it rejoiced. A son of God, a son of the kingdom of heaven was finally here. They too had been subjected to Satan, to torment and death from his kingdom. Even woods and trees sing and flowers. As you see here in the garden, everything sings, gives praise to God. Even the waters, everything glorifies him, but not out in the natural world. So God said, I got to do some work in it. It got all messed up. Got perverted and twisted, filled with death and destruction and evilness through humanity by the spiritual leading and guiding of Satan himself and all of his minions. Verse number 13. Instead of the spiritual thorns, something else is going to come forth. In the spiritual realm, 
around and on the earth and in the earth itself shall spiritually come forth, come up the fir tree and spiritually instead of spiritual briars shall come up the myrtle tree and it, these trees, this coming up of new trees shall spiritually be to the Lord for a name for him for everlasting a sign a spiritual sign that shall not be spiritually cut off when Christ Jesus came he was planted his spirit was planted it brought forth life trees of righteousness believers the thorns and the thistles and the dry, thirsty lands of the spirit and the mind now could drink from him, his words, his love for them. And the spiritual lands could be changed to lands with living water, beautiful gardens in their spirit. Their soul could be transformed to a beautiful helpmate. That would reflect this spiritual garden. That would reflect the beautiful trees of righteousness. Of the kingdom of heaven. And they would not be cut off. So this baby offered help. This baby was the peace that was to come. Provide a bridge back to the kingdom of heaven. Back to our father we once had. Back to love, joy, and peace. But somehow, as we know, that all got messed up. It became a religion. It became political doctrines. It became political parties. It became other religions and cultures and traditions. It wasn't pure anymore here on earth in us. So God had to come and do a work. First, he had to get back here himself. Then he paid a price for all of humanity on a cross. He died and he took what we owed. And he went into hell and Tartus and Hades and was punished for a little bit. Then he threw off that cloak of sin and iniquity. And there he was, pure, golden, light, and furious, and glorious. And he walked up to Satan and said, You were given in your birth the keys, the authority and dominion to protect God's presence of glory from any sin. You've held these people here in Hades and hell, locked behind prison doors. That was your job. But now that sin that you were given to protect has been forgiven. You no longer need And no longer have the authority to those keys. I take them back. And he took the keys back. Opened the doors of the cages. The prison cells. And let them out. All the way back through every generation. Back to Adam and woman. Down through Noah and his kids. Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and King David and King Solomon. Down. He said come. The price is paid for you. The judgment's been done. You are free. 
Come with me now, up, up to the throne. They were all dead physically. They've been held there for generations after generations. Some people call it purgatory, temporary, and it was. But this Christ Jesus had to come in the flesh, and it was proclaimed and announced by angels. Shepherds heard it. They believed it. They started evangelizing. The mountains started singing. The nature started singing. Joy was coming back to the earth. Life and water instead of thorns and sizzles. The spirit was given hope. The touch of God, his presence had returned. In a faithful son, a mature king of the kingdom of heaven who would pay his The price lay down his life because he loved humanity and he loved his father and his father loved us. Something had to be done to reconcile us, humanity, all the creatures in the earth and the earth itself back to its creator and father. Oh, we don't go back the way we are. Those four ladies, they're being changed right now. As they allow God to touch them more. Yeah, I see them. They're laid out again. They can't sit. They haven't been in this prayer. They out. You guys watch them. And when they get up and they don't know, God will send some angels and put them back in their body. We need that touch of God. So let me pray for you right now. Dear Father, touch every spirit here in the garden with your presence. As you're doing these ladies. Have a powerful revival through those ladies. Political party. Touch with your power and your love. Your life and your peace. Bring forth that which you sent down. Bring forth these humanity and this political party. Every one of them at every level of government. All those who vote for them, touch them, Lord, with your presence. Bring down your glory in the name of Christ Jesus. And while that's going on, God, talk to them. Be a voice in the light to them. Help them to believe in you. And if they've done wrong and turn from your ways, have mercy on them and forgive them, for they know not what they do. Your son told them. Told you that, Father, have mercy and forgive them. They don't. They're babies. They haven't been taught. They don't understand. And those that never met you, like these four, the squad, help them to believe in you and want more of you in their life and want to serve you as diligently as others have, like Paul and many others. We were first on the other side of you, trying to kill you and other people. Father, change their hearts and minds. And Father, give everybody here a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision of the soul. That the spirit may be free out of this cocoon of the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Birth them anew, a new spiritual creation. 
It's never been done before. Let your rays of agape love come down. Touch their spirits, Father. This is your work. Fulfill Isaiah 61 and 62. Fulfill your prophecy from the ancient days of peace on earth and goodwill towards humanity. Father, be about your work here now through this video in the garden, wherever anybody sees it, in the name of Christ Jesus. Okay. Ooh, I see what you're doing, God. Uh, uh, you guys just all stay right there. Listen to the flowers singing and let God touch you. We'll come back again in the next part, part number 29 of the Spiritual Multitudes, volume three, an audiobook about agape love, the greatest gift. Bye. God, you're doing something. Be about your work. God, this is wonderful. Oh, boy. Is the enemy going to get mad? But you know what to do with him. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen.